Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Looking for the Middle. We're so excited to be here with y'all. But before we dive into the episode and my question of the day, Bethany, do you want to cover housekeeping things at the top of the episode? I surely will. Okay. You guys know the drill if you've listened to more than a couple episodes, but we're doing it anyway. (laughs) Social media, newsletter, the Facebook group. Are you ready? Follow us on social media. LFTM underscore podcast on Instagram. There's fun stuff that happens over there. Not the least of which is our question episode is coming up soon, which is where we take you guys' answers to a question that we have posed and your responses fully dictate what we talk about in that episode. It will be in, let me look here. It will be airing one. Oh, it's actually next week. Oh, so this is probably your last chance. Your last chance to get um, questions in. So, the question we're asking this time is, what do y'all want us to talk about with no planning? What do you want our unfiltered reactions to? We kind of use the analogy of like, you know, on Instagram, the influencers put on the story a box. It's like, ask me anything. And then they answer it. That's what we're doing. So what do you guys want to know about? What do you want to hear? Unfiltered, off the cuff, straight up opinions on. That's what we're talking about. And it can be, well... I'm saying it's going to be this. And if Bethany doesn't like this idea, she can cut it out. But it can be either like our thoughts and opinions on certain topics within dating. Yeah. Or if you have questions about us. Well, sure. Now we still get to pick which ones we answer. Okay, that's true. So it's not like we're tied to answering anything super embarrassing. But it's like, oh, I've always wanted to know this. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Ask away. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Okay. So social media, check that one off. Yep. Second thing, newsletter. If you don't already subscribe to our newsletter, you should. It comes out every Thursday after the episodes. It's basically things, maybe books, podcasts, other things we reference in the episode. It's just resources that are helpful and pertinent to the topic we're talking about. So check that out. Um, you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com and sign up for that. Um, And then part of the newsletter has a big button to join the new Facebook group that we have started that is for you guys to be able to build community, get to know each other. Um, But if you want to just search on Facebook, it is LFTM community. You can go request to join there. Um, I'm trying to like balance putting out some conversation starters, asking questions, posting in there, but then also giving you guys space to post and talk and get to know each other. So we'll figure it out, but it's a fun time over there. So you should go join all those things if you want to we would love to have you yes so housekeeping done question of the day question of the day so at the time that we are recording this Mm -hmm. tomorrow kevin and i are going to pick up our new puppy Mm -hmm. um it is a golden retriever we're naming him sparky Uh he's very well we're both very excited kevin is very (laughs) excited um so and i was thinking i'm like i don't think i know the answer to this for bethany so i'm gonna ask but what is your favorite breed of dog oh man okay so i always have wanted a black lab when i have a family like i think they're i love labs i think they're great um just family dogs now Mm -hmm. if it's just me and i just wanted a certain kind of dog um 
Pomskis are like my absolute favorite. It's like a Pomeranian Husky mix. And if you don't know what that is, I will wait um, while you all go Google I'm it. I'm Googling it right now. Because maybe the cutest thing you have ever seen. I'm waiting for Chris's jet. Then her jaw dropped. That's oh it. Oh my gosh. Right? Most adorable thing you've Why ever seen. Why have I never heard of one of these? I know. So <laughs> they're adorable. So Pomsky, and then I just think, even though they're kind of funny looking, I think corgis are the cutest. I love corgis. I love them. <laughs> Everybody's like, don't get a corgi. They have back problems. But I'm like, they're so They cute. are so they're cute. They're little ears. <laughs> I know. So those would be mine. Oh, those are good. Good answers. Um, yeah, what's yours now? Now that uh, you're basically an owner of a golden retriever. Yeah. Now, golden retriever is one of my favorites but i've always wanted a german shepherd mm, that, I knew that that yeah, yeah, yeah. is my dream dog kevin and i've talked about we will be having multiple dogs so <laughs> the next one will be a german shepherd we've yeah. already talked about i don't know what i'm gonna name them yet i don't even know if i don't really care if it's a boy or a girl um <laughs> but yeah i've always wanted a german shepherd i just think I they're it. so pretty they're so smart and i'm very into like I want a dog that if I'm on a walk, no one's going to bother me. Yeah. You know, I feel like uh-huh. as a girl, I always am like on high alert when I'm walking by myself. Yeah. And I don't go like walking like super public places. Like I'll walk neighborhoods and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like I could go pretty much anywhere with a German Shepherd and nobody's okay. going to be stupid enough to come <laughs> at me. Um, Hopefully. Yeah. I'm not going to go anywhere dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know I don't go hiking. So it's not going to be in the middle of the woods. But I'm just saying like, oh, if I wanted to like walk around a little town we lived in or something by myself and i have a german shepherd with me i'll feel pretty good yep so yes german shepherd that's a fun question yeah i thought so so now that we let's go from fun to eight ways to end up alone <laughs> that'll that'll just segue. really yeah <laughs> that'll do a number on you okay oh my gosh you want me to kick it off i would love for you to okay. kick it off so one great way to end up alone is now oh well hold on before we start into this yes i don't want this to come across sounding critical Mm. i don't want this to come across sounding hopeless i don't want this to come across sounding i don't know fill in the blank with something negative like that so know that probably all of these eh, yeah all of these um is something that we have worked through have struggled with might or might not still be trying to work through stuff um, to some degree or another. These are things that we have probably both told each other. Yeah, well, if you keep doing that, that's a great way to end up alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've even said that a lot throughout this season. That's yeah, kind of where we came where up with this from. episode. Exactly. Like, that's a really good way to end up alone. I think um, you said it, and I was like, that's a good episode title. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it may sound harsh, and it may sound, like, discouraging, but we really want it to be encouraging that, if you find yourself in one of the, or multiple of these places, like get rid of it, stop doing it, stop that thing. Um, and then move on, you know, like it's more of a gut check. Like, okay, we're all here. Let's see where we're at, adjust as needed and then move forward. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't just stay here. Yes, exactly. These are places to get stuck. Honestly. But don't, yeah, don't stay. Yes. All right. Don't stay stuck. So number one. Number one. Great way to end up alone is if you are looking for perfection. And we all say, oh, I'm not looking for someone who's perfect. 
And yet. Hmm. You're kind of hoping you find somebody exactly. who is. Exactly. Like you're hoping you, you prove yourself because wrong. You know it to be true. And yet you're holding out hoping that maybe if I just find one more guy, well, I'll get rid of this one. But maybe if there's just one more, then he'll be perfect. Y'all, it's not true. It will never happen. And it is a great way to end up alone. And I think we get stuck in this rom-com mentality to where you just flit through life and everything's easy and you have one little blow up that's just so silly and then everything's happily ever after you know like that's how that's the rom-com formula and i think that's what we're looking for and we say oh we're not looking for perfection but i think we're looking for someone whose flaws are adorable because Mm. that's how it is in the movies yeah and that's that's just not reality no well that's why we did an episode on why can't my life be like romantic comedy Uh and we'll put that in the newsletter and um I remember in that episode, Bethany was like, Kristen Prince Charming does not exist. And I even still, I was like, well, I know he, you were like, no, like, yeah, technically no. And you're like, even now you're trying to like have a little bit of a caveat and it's just, it's not true. And you know, we talk all the time about how you're not looking for perfection you can have standards, but you're looking uh-huh. for patterns that point to the cultivation of the things that you're looking for. Not that he has mastered everything perfectly that yeah. you're looking for. Because that will never happen. Mm-hmm. Even if you get married and you're married until you're 89, he's not going to be perfect at everything. No. He'll be darn good at it at that point, probably, but he won't be perfect no. at it. And there may be some things that he was really good at when y'all first started dating uh-huh. that 40 years in, he may not be as good at it anymore. Uh-huh. But like, do you still love him and want to be committed to him and want to be with him? Because that's where commitment comes in. Exactly. That's what that means. Yeah. You're committing despite somebody's imperfections. Exactly. So, Um, yeah. And if you can't get past that in your mind, you're not ever going to find it and you will end up frustrated and alone because no one's ever going to meet that standard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's good. Um, I'm writing down that, uh, episode to put in the newsletter so I don't forget (laughs) why can't life be romantic okay next way you can end up alone is waiting to get married until dating is quote unquote easy which is laughable because when is dating ever going to be I feel like dating just keeps getting tougher yeah like the only time I think dating was easy was the time which I was not dating. Yeah. Or time periods that I yeah. was not dating in. Well, and I think we, even once you're in a relationship with a specific person, you put off getting married, you put off making that commitment until you know enough about them or you've figured out everything about them to the point where like, oh, it's easy being in this relationship. Okay, so now we should get married. And if you, if that's your benchmark of, well, we're not going to get married until we have everything figured out and it's just the relationship is easy we're never going to get married because it's never going to be that. No one, no one is perfect. We all have flaws. We all have things. It's just part of living in a sinful world. And if you're waiting until you don't have doubts, if you're waiting until everything is certain, if you're waiting until, um, all of his flaws have been fixed, you're never going to get there. And I think that's a lot of our dating culture today, and I was talking about this, I think, with Melanie the other day, is basically like, I don't know, it used to be where 
red flags would pop up or things that you're like, oh, red flag, a red flag used to mean this is something I need to get more information on. This is something that I'm not too sure about and I want to pay attention to. This is something that I need to progress or proceed with caution in this relationship. Whereas now I feel like, oh, if a few red flags pop up, it's like, well, not going to keep getting to know this person because they have these red flags and you pull the plug and you move on because there's 20 million people out there that you can just move on and talk to now. And so as soon as something, as soon as dating gets hard, we pull the plug and move on as opposed to working through those issues, which one doesn't bode well for actually finding someone. And two, if you do, it doesn't bode well for sticking it out in a relationship. If you have two people whose first inclination is to get out when things get tough. Yeah. And I think too, just having the mentality that there may be seasons, like once you're in a relationship for a while where the relationship is easy, Mm -hmm. but life is not easy. That's going on around it. And So if you're like, if you have the mentality, just like Bethany's saying that, oh, as soon as something gets tough, I'm going to cut and run. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be a part of anything worthwhile Yeah, because it takes work. It takes commitment. It takes sticking it out. It takes perseverance. And I mean, you know that if you think of anything that you've taken part in in your life, that's worthwhile. Uh It hasn't all been butterflies and rainbows as we like to say, but it's been worth it. Your friendships, your friends you've had fights with, it was worth it mm-hmm. to like keep the friendship, you know? And there were, or my dad was talking to me the other day and this was such a good analogy. So for my sports people, y'all will like this. <laughs> if you're not a sports fan, hang with me. It will make sense. But um, he was like, Kristen, something, I don't remember. I think it was like a work thing that I got really like frustrated about. And I just felt like I would just messed up. And was being very hard on myself. (laughs) And my dad was like, Kristen, you don't get, you don't quit playing basketball because you lose one game. Mm -hmm. He's like, if you do, like (laughs) think about all you would have missed out Mm -hmm. on. He's like, you played for 11 years and how many games did you lose? (laughs) Like more than you can remember. Uh And he's like, you even had your sixth grade season. You only won one game. (laughs) You're one in 12. It was awful. But like you didn't quit and like you didn't give up and you got to experience like success because you stuck around Uh through the crappy parts. And he's like, life is no different. You don't quit just because of one loss Uh or one tough season or one, you know, mistake. Like you keep going and you press on and you keep working. And I just, that really hit home with me. And I've been kind of mulling that over my head a lot of like, I would never think about quitting basketball just because I lost a game. That's part of playing sports. You lose like, but for whatever reason I go into life and thinking I can never fail. Uh I can never do anything wrong. I can never like get into a situation that's too hard that I don't want to do this anymore. And that's, I'm like, Kristen, that's the most unrealistic perspective (laughs) to have. And yet in sports, it's just, of course you lose. It's part of it. So why do we not have them? And not that you're trying to, like, obviously I wasn't trying to lose any of those games. But sometimes it just happened. Yeah. And it wasn't about, like, you didn't stay, like we're talking about, you didn't stay stuck. You didn't Mm -hmm. stay in that mindset of, oh, I'm a loser. (laughs) No, I lost the game. Now what do I do to do better next time, to improve, to work harder, whatever. Yeah. And the same goes for your relationships. Mm -hmm. Well, it reminds me of Chandler and Monica. When they had first started dating, I think it was still a secret even. It was because like they had gone to found out. 
they had gone away for the weekend and was like, like after that yeah and, and they, they had, had the big fight, fight at the hotel and he was basically they got back and he was basically like well it's been fun i don't remember the exact dialogue but like well this has been fun like whatever and she's like what are you talking about he's like oh we're not broken up basically and she's like we had a fight we're not broken up and then she, I think she has, isn't it? She has this like light bulb moment. She's, she's like, like, just like, because you don't like, just because you fight doesn't mean you break up with somebody. Like what would happen to all of your relationships? And then, and like, then she looks at him. She's oh. like, yeah, now I get it. <laughs> like poor Chandler and Chandler's having this moment. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. what the heck? This is groundbreaking. Yeah. So it's kind of that same mentality. Like I feel like so many people these days have a Chandler mentality of like, well, we fought. Well, this didn't go according to plan. So yeah. I'm done with this. And it's like, no, that's not how relationships work. No, not at all. At all. So, yeah. anyway, I think that's a good one. Okay. Yes. Let's go on to the next one. Number three. And this one is a soapbox for me a little bit. Yep. So, one great way to end up alone is never doing anything to meet anybody. Mm. Um, And I will say, if you don't ever really put yourself out there and you don't do anything to meet anyone and you don't complain about it and you're fine with that and you don't really want to... More power to you. Cool. That is a-okay. You it's do you. Fine. Live your life. But if you talk about wanting being married and you complain about the dating situation and on and on and on, those are all fine, fine things too. But then at the same time, if you aren't doing anything to meet anyone and you're not taking anyone's advice to do things that might help you meet someone because I don't want to or I don't, you know, I don't want to have to talk to people or I don't have to whatever yeah i got nothing for you like i'm not saying you for sure are going to end up alone because god could bring literally the perfect amazon driver to your door it could happen <laughs> if that happens to you it, please send us an email <laughs> yes, i would love to hear the that likelihood story. of it is slim to none i was gonna say and heavy on the nun side like and you might end up a nun but uh <laughs> that's another but, <laughs> but I don't think you have any room to complain. No. If you're not if you're not doing anything to try to remedy the situation that is so um, unacceptable to you, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, and here's here's a thought I just had based on something you just said because okay. I and this is coming from an introvert. Okay? okay, so all my introverts listening. Yep. You're with your people. Okay, this is a safe place. But and I know. It, the comment people make is said with some like sarcasm, yeah. but I'm like, I just don't like people. I don't like talking to people. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess what, honey? If you get married, you have somebody there to talk to for the rest of your life. Can I be really honest and say that really uh, intimidates me a little? Oh, yeah. And I I've love had... to talk just as much as the next person, but. Yeah. I've oh. had that thought a few times in the past uh, few months of like, oh, Kevin's always going to be there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't, I won't have, like, a night where I just get to get in bed by myself and, like, just watch my little YouTube videos and then yeah. go to sleep. Like, which I am thrilled that he is going to be there. Yeah. But at the same time, I just have no experience with that. That mm-hmm. will be an adjustment as an introvert. He, on the other hand, is thrilled because he's so extroverted. Like, there's always going to be people there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's always going to be people there. Like, it's just so, no. And I I love him more than anything. And I am still, like, I've had a few moments. I'm like, this is going to be an adjustment to always have. And that's why I'm grateful I work from home because I will have some of that time of, like, Uh you know. 
where we're not like gone all day and then with each other all night. Yeah. Um, and it's just like around people constantly. But if you don't like people or you're yeah. going to say like saying, I don't like people and I don't want to talk to people. One, that is a very, <laughs> um, uh, what's the word? There's a, there's an inappropriate word I'm not going to use, but like a darning statement. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. But it is, it's like, you're shooting yourself in the foot. That's probably a better way to say it. Yeah. And if you really don't like that, then maybe, you know, you either need to like think about what it's going to be like to be married or I'm not saying it won't be tough. And I'm going back to the whole, it's easy thing. Like there mm-hmm. will be an adjustment period if you are an introvert. Uh-huh. But if you're that averse to just talking to somebody to date them uh-huh. and you're not even around them all the time, what's going to happen when you do get married? Yeah. And what is, what is selfless and service look like in a relationship? Mm. Because I'm like, Oh my word, I need some downtime. But then at the same time, what, what do you do when you have kids? Like I like when the moms <laughs> tell me like, I can't even pee by myself. Yeah. That makes my heart rate pick up. Yeah. And, and so- I'm, I'm hoping that like, the Lord has a special little like supernatural gift. He gives introverts when they have children. <laughs> I feel, I, honestly, I feel like that one thing would be the most sanctifying thing. Oh my gosh. I could, anyone could ever. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I can totally see how marriage and children are the most sanctifying yeah. because they're always there. They're period. always there. Um, and uh, this is sounding so negative and I don't mean no, it that no, way, no, but I, I think, think it's just, it's stuff to think it about. Is. And I think one, one encouragement I would give to the introverts out there is that, while you're dating and I mean, obviously you're going to get more comfortable with this person over time. Um, and I think, but even then once you're married, you will get more and more comfortable with them to where it's less and less where you're thinking, Oh, there's people around. Does that make sense? I've, yeah. And I've even experienced that with, I think that was a question Kevin asked me pretty early on. He's like, is there anybody you can be around that it doesn't feel? Cause it doesn't feel draining. Right. Not that like the person's draining, no, but just, like you mm-hmm. feel like you can totally. And I was like, yeah, but it's a very short list. Yeah. He's on that list now. Right. And so I don't like, I found myself being like, I don't need alone time. I have st- like, he can still be here. We may not talk a lot. Yeah. Like we may just be like, but you, you have to get to that point in a relationship where you're okay with, you're with being that, silent. You can yeah. just be. And it's um, that comfort level is yeah. there. And that yeah. does get there, well, but it takes time. Yeah. And I think in my mind, when I think of it, I'm like, there's people that I can just be around mm-hmm. and there's people that you have to be on. Yes. Around. That's the difference. And if I have to be on, it is exhausting. Yeah. If I can just be. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> come and stay all you want. Yeah. Like, it's totally fine. fine. And so I think that shift happens in a relationship. It may be before you even get married. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. All of that to say, if you're scared, if you're uh, not scared, but if you're not doing anything to meet anybody because yeah. you don't want to be around people, people, one, be encouraged that your person assumes a different role. Yes. But you do have to like work to get there. Yeah. It doesn't happen immediately, yeah. which we'll talk about comfort zones here in a minute. So <laughs> we can, we can circle back. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the next way. <laughs> so we just paused because Lindsay called me. And then it's April Fool's when we're recording this. Yeah. And Bethany logs on to Facebook and she like makes this face like, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my word, what happened? And she was like, nothing's wrong. wrong, But the Wyoming game department and migration people 
have just released the first of five batches of 90 kangaroos into the wild of Wyoming. <laughs> and we're both sitting there like, what the crap? Like, They're that just makes no sense. Kangaroos into Wyoming. And then we're sitting there and Bethany's like, Kristen, it's April 1st. And we're like, oh crap. Why does it always happen? I hate this And day. she clicked on it and sure enough it was. But <laughs> so if you live in Wyoming, don't worry. There won't be any kangaroos. Um, oh, but goodness. Anywho, just thought that was funny. That was funny. Um, okay. The next <laughs> reason on our list that you could end up alone is... That you are consistently flirting with guys you have no intention of dating. Yes. And this one doesn't need a whole lot of explanation because I feel like you either know you do this or you don't. Yeah, but I think it needs a a little explanation because there's a couple of facets of this as to why this might ensure that you end up alone. That is true. So the first one I think of is if you are constantly flirting with other guys, even if you know in your head you don't want to date them, other guys that may be interested in you maybe don't know that and yep. they're not going to come approach a girl who's flirting with somebody else because in their mind oh there's a very good chance i'm going to get rejected because mm-hmm. she's clearly into this guy and he can't read your exactly. mind and know that you're really not you just like flirting when in reality you could be really interested in him or maybe you're flirting with him too yeah. but you're also <laughs> flirting with other people and he's so confused he's like well she can't either make up her mind or she's a flirt neither yeah. of which i want to be a part of so i'm not going to ask her out yeah and so you again are kind of shooting yourself in the foot here if you like don't flirt with people you're not interested in because one it's not good for you as we just pointed out for (laughs) obvious reasons and two it's really mean to the guy yeah on the other end of it who could be interested in you and you're giving him false hope and only possibly fueling feelings he has when you have absolutely no intention of ever Uh going out with him and that's not kind or Uh fair or christ-like or Uh -uh. any of those things so just like be sensitive to his feelings too yep but yeah that's just it's it's not a good look no it's not and i think you know from a practical standpoint if you're going around flirting with everyone and you don't have any intention of dating them well you're not ever going to date anyone yeah which is a good way to end up alone like it's true yeah there's just a whole a whole lot of stuff going on there that is just not mature i guess because flirting and dating are not the same thing they are not let's remember that uh, yes let's remember that i mean dating is a lot more fun trust me (laughs) i was literally about to say flirting is so much more fun (laughs) (laughs) now let me rephrase dating relationships are more fun dating yes okay yeah yeah yeah. that's good relationships are more fun yeah dating is less fun than flirting but flirting in the context of a relationship oh, is more fun way oh yeah M- much that more, was probably a better way to say gooder. that yes much more gooder mm-hmm. yes so yeah just don't do that don't mm-hmm. flirt with people you're not gonna date nope it's not a good not a good thing for anyone no it's not moving on next thing is if you are waiting to be quote good enough before you start dating or before you get in a relationship or anything like that that is a good way to end up alone um, this kind of goes back to that whole waiting, you know, well, I guess we talked about it. Was it last week where we talked about like, um, a hang up people have is like, you, you want to be ready. What if the fear, what if I'm not ready? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing of like, well, I'm going to wait till I'm good enough till I have achieved this level of spiritual maturity until I have lost this much weight until I have mastered this skill until I have. I don't know, paid off debt even. Like, is that a wise and smart thing to do? Yeah. But should you put off a potential good relationship because of it? No. Um, 
But if that's your main focus or that's your main reason for not starting any sort of relationship, or if there's just always something that doesn't feel like you're good enough, then you're never going to get to a place where you're ready or you have accomplished enough or you have reached a certain level of spiritual maturity. Um, those are all things that you're just going to keep continuing in. And if you're waiting for this magic level to where you level up and then it's like, you have arrived at marriage level. Like it's not going to happen. No, it's not. And I would say too, cause I think this can go in a couple of different ways. I think you need to figure out if you don't feel good enough because of your own view of yourself or if a guy is making you feel like you're not good enough. Good point. Because if a guy is making you feel like you're not good enough, then you need to kiss him goodbye. You do want to be alone from that guy. Yeah, but you don't <laughs> want to be with him. Like, you want to be with a guy who wants to be with you. Yeah. As you are. If nothing, like Bethany always says, I am going to date somebody who, if they never change, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not dating them with the hope that they're going to change X, Y, and Z about their life. Or right. about their character. Or about their personality. Yeah. Or whatever. And if they do, fantastic. If they don't, I'm okay with it. But you don't want to be with somebody who wants to change you or who won't date you until you look like this or uh-huh. until you, um, again, like have like all your debt paid off or until you have this type of career or this whatever. I don't yeah. know. Until you own your own home. I don't know. Um, that's not the kind of person you want to be with. Yeah. So I think... It's definitely a struggle. I feel like particularly for girls because we, well, I'm not going to say guys don't struggle with this. I'm a girl and I've struggled with this, so I'll just speak for girls. But we have so much that we can so easily pick apart about ourselves compared to what the world standard is of Mm -hmm. what we're supposed to be and what wife material is or whatever the heck that means. Um, And so there's always like, well, I'm not enough of this and I'm too much of that. I'm not enough of this. I'm too much of that. And it's like, you can still be striving to get better and improve, mm-hmm. but there isn't a, like Bethany said, a level or a checklist that you have to satisfy before yeah. you're, you know, you're acceptable Yeah, in the eyes of, you know, men to be dateable or marryable yeah. or whatever. But again, if a guy is making you feel not good enough, then peace out, homeboy. Yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I want to make the distinction too that we're not saying, Oh, you are good enough. You have everything within yourself that is so valuable and lovely and wonderful and all you are just great. We're not saying that, uh, because I don't think that's biblical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Bible tells us we are horrible, wicked sinners. Um, and so what I am saying is that if you wait until you think you are good enough, you're never going to get there. Mm. Um, that's good. And so just in the same way we tell you, you, don't, you can't look for perfection in someone else. You can't wait until you think you have achieved perfection in yourself before you then start into a relationship. Exactly. Because you'll never get there. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Okay. Next right. one. And next, this is your favorite. Yes. Next on the list. If you want to end up alone, you can have a list of 37 non-negotiables <laughs> on your future husband list. Um, which I have had, maybe not 37, but it was maybe Way even a little, many. it was a lot. Um, and that's just one, it's not sustainable Two, it's not realistic. And three, 
you wouldn't want that kind of standard put on you. Yeah. You wouldn't want to meet a guy and be like, oh, here are the 37 things that have to be true <laughs> yeah. of the woman that I marry. And you're like, um, all right, dude, bye. Like, yeah. good luck. You know, and that seems harsh. But it's true. Like, you can't have that many. Like, if you want to have eight to ten. Yeah. I feel like that's a good, yeah. you know, it's not. If you want to have less than that, great. <laughs> but I feel like eight to ten is a good average of hey these are the qualities that are super super important to me because you can go into character you can go into personality if you have one or two looks-based things that you're just really attracted to that you really want cool i would just be really careful making those non-negotiables though yeah i'm saying like mine was height oh 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 like okay, something sure. like that sure sure fine. i'm not yeah. saying like he's got to have blue eyes okay yeah, you know? that's what i had in my head no no no, no. Okay. like i was going to be with somebody who was taller than me yeah. if you have one or two physical things that are like this has to be a thing. Go for it. Yeah. Um, half of your non-negotiables, if you have more than two, do not, or four, don't need to be physical. No. Um, but yeah, just, just really think about like, what can I absolutely not live without? Uh-huh. And that makes it a very short list. Um, like what would what would be an actual deal breaker? Not like oh, I really hope. Like I really hoped that. I'm trying to think of something. Like Kevin cooks a little bit. He doesn't cook a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna do most of the cooking, which is fine. Would I have loved if he cooked all the time? Yes. Was that a oh I can't live with that? It wasn't yeah. like if he doesn't cook, at We're least done. half the meals. Yeah. I'm not no like that's just not that important. Um. But, you know, or like, I hate calf tattoos. Does Kevin have a calf tattoo? No, no, no. Oh. He doesn't have any tattoos. <laughs> um, or let's let's flip it. He doesn't like tattoos. Okay. I have a tattoo oh, on my wrist. Okay. And I had gotten it two months before we started dating. Um, <laughs> Which is so funny because I've always, I've always kind of wanted to get a tattoo. Yeah. But I've always said, oh, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. I'll never get married because what if he doesn't like it? Yeah. But at the same time, kind of like your point. Okay, is it something that's going to be yeah. a deal breaker? No. And, yeah, and he's told me, he's like, if you hadn't gotten it and when we had started dating, I probably wouldn't have like loved if you had gone to get it. Yeah. But he's like, it's not like I'm not going to date you because you have one. Yeah. Um, But I know he doesn't like them. Yeah. Now, mine's pretty small and easy to hide, so it's not like he's got, it's, you know, I don't have a forehead <laughs> yeah. tattoo or anything. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there, there are things that, maybe really strong it's okay to have strong preferences too Mm -hmm. if you want to even put your list into three categories if here are my (laughs) non-negotiables here are my really strong preferences and then here are just other fun preferences that's fine can i throw something out there too yeah it's okay to not have a list oh she drops the mic of all the lists we make (laughs) in this podcast right we're reading off a list right now (laughs) and what i mean by that i don't mean like you just go into things with no clue what you're looking for yeah but like it's okay to say okay here are the things i see in scripture that are really important so those are gonna be really important to me and the story yeah sometimes i wonder if that might be better I mean, I don't know because I, I have had one. I haven't, you know, but maybe, maybe there's something to be said for not doing that because then you're not having to say, oh, well, non-negotiable this and, you know, preference that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, yeah, I could see value in not having put those things even remotely into your brain. Yeah. I don't know. 
That's just true. Just throwing it out there. Well, so and people... Basically, if you don't have one, don't feel like you have to go write one. Yeah. And at. people are wired differently. Totally. Like, lists are my saving grace in all areas <laughs> of life. <laughs> I remember when I planned Melanie's wedding, I had a list of my lists. Yes. It's seriously... Like, the number of lists on my phone and computer right now with the state of my life is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um But some people's brains don't work that way. And you don't maybe you don't like lists maybe that's not the way you like yeah process or plan or anything that's fine like yeah i think that's a great point i don't yeah don't feel like you have to have one if you do have one filter it through this fil- yes yeah. don't have 37 non <laughs> yeah. oh man all right number seven i know we quit alternating but there's a reason um <laughs> The fear, not the fear, that was last episode. I'm sorry. A good way to end up alone is never getting out of your comfort zone. Preaching to the choir. <laughs> I hate getting out of my comfort zone. I'm a very safe person. Um, and I like it that she way. She drives her car to prove it. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> I, the number of people who call me grandma when I drive, I don't even care. Like, I'm just, I'm fine being good with it. cautious. Like, it does not hurt my feelings. I'm very secure. <laughs> In my cautiousness. But if you don't ever get out of your comfort zone, whether that's, you know, at telling a guy, hey, if you ask me out, I will say yes. Yeah. Whether that's going to an event at a church that you've never been to before because it's a singles event. Whether yeah. it's going speed dating. Whether it's getting online Just for the first time. Nope. And I and think it was too late. the Lord because I said as we were planning that, maybe I'll have a boyfriend by then. And the good Lord came through and I didn't have to go speed dating. I'm still disappointed in you. Just so you know. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. No, I mean, not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you're not at all. Sorry for you <laughs> that you did not get to to experience that with me because I'm sure I would have been a train wreck. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like if you don't ever push yourself out of your own comfort zone and do something that might scare you a little bit, mm-hmm. might make you temporarily uncomfortable. Because I think that's the thing about comfort zones is like you get outside of it a little bit and you're kind of extending yeah. your comfort zone. You don't yeah. stay uncomfortable forever, uh-huh. typically. Very um, true. Because a little bit of, or a lot of the discomfort comes with just trying something. Mm-hmm. And then once you try it, you're like, okay, I, I did it this. once. I can do that again. Uh-huh. Um, but if you never push yourself out of your comfort zone, that kind of goes back to the whole, like, never doing anything to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. If you never go put yourself in different social settings, if you never go up and introduce yourself to somebody, like, yeah. I'm terrible at that. But, like, there were times I'm like, you know what? I just need to, this is an event that I could do that. I could be like, hey, you know, you don't have to be weird and just walk up to him and say, hi, I'm Kristen, and you have no idea. But, like, if you're standing at, I mean, I don't drink, but, like, I've been to events where they have a bar, and I'll go get a Diet Coke, and there's a guy next to me, I'll, like, strike up a conversation. Yeah. Very rarely. Don't think I've done this a lot. But there were a couple times I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to start talking to somebody. And as an introvert and someone who doesn't like just (laughs) talk to strangers, it was absolutely terrifying. And nothing came of it. But afterwards, I was like, I can do that. I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, it's just for you. Yeah. Well, and I think this, like we talked earlier about like never doing anything to meet anyone. This is almost more like, okay, I am doing things to meet someone, but I keep doing the same things over and over. And these are ones that I'm comfortable with. And it's not working. And Mm -hmm. if you keep doing the same thing over and over, 
expecting different results. I'm pretty sure that's the definition of insanity. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you call the people insane, not me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where it's like, okay, yes, you have satisfied the minimum of you are doing something to try to meet someone. But now you got to like take it up a notch. Yeah. You know? And step out of your comfort zone. Do something you wouldn't do. Put You have to have a different input to try to get a different output. Yeah. Well, and I think if you put yourself in a situation that you're comfortable in, you're going to rely on your setting yep. more to like basically keep yourself from maybe introducing yourself or yeah. talking to people because you're comfortable in the place that you're in uh-huh. or the situation that you're in. Like trying to think of an example i don't know like okay this might not be great but bear with me so like if i like i coach basketball yeah if i go to one of the um games at my school that i like one of the high school boys games or something maybe my girls weren't playing that night and a really cute guy walks in I'm probably not going to go talk to him because I know too many people there that I could talk to instead. I yeah. can just be comfortable. I can, I can maybe like ask and see if anybody, like a couple people knows who he is, uh-huh. but I, but then I'm going to be like, Oh, I don't want anybody else seeing who I'm talking to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, if I go to some random high school basketball game, just yeah. cause I want to go see a basketball game and there's a cute guy sitting by himself. Could I technically go like sit near or stand near him and like strike up a conversation because I don't know anybody else and I don't have anything to fall back on. Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. And if you stay in your comfort zone, you're more likely to kind of sink into wherever you are instead of being like, you know what? I'm already here and this is out of my comfort zone. So why not just go <laughs> yes. like have the conversation uh-huh. or talk to the person or put myself out there or whatever that looks like. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. So last one, last one, number eight in our eight round ways us out. End up alone. Whew. Um, and this is, I know, right? <laughs> like, this is such a deviation from the norm. I know, really? But this one is, if you are putting pressure, responsibility, expectations, whatever else, on a guy that aren't his, because they're the Lord's. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that's a good way to end up alone is because he will never be able to fulfill that. Um, now, if you're doing that once you're already married, then y'all just have to work through that. That is not a, oh, now you're going to end up alone scenario. But if you're putting that pressure on a guy you're dating or a guy you're interested in even, they're going to pick up on that. They know that's too much to carry. They can't meet those expectations. They aren't God. And so it's going to set you up for failure over and over and over if you are constantly putting pressure and expectations on this guy that were never his to bear that weren't his to fulfill it's not something that a role that he should have in your life you've got to circle the wagons get your focus and your expectations where they should be from the lord and then or for the lord and then put this guy in relation to that where he should be Mm, yeah i think that's good i remember my college pastor telling me if you can't even trust and rely on a perfect God who will never let you down, you're going to be severely disappointed when you are trusting in and relying on an imperfect human being as your husband who will inevitably let you down Uh at some point. Like he's not going to do everything perfectly. He's not going to make every right decision and you have to submit to him. Right. But then you can even submit to the Lord Mm -hmm. and he is perfect and he won't ever let you down. He won't ever disappoint you. And 
for whatever reason, I feel like we want so badly to put all of those expectations and responsibility on a husband and be like, yes, we can see him. I can, yeah, exactly. It's he's tangible uh-huh. and he's, you know, seeable, <laughs> visible, <laughs> you know, and God isn't. And doesn't mean we don't believe he's there. Yeah. But in the confines of our humanity, it mm-hmm. makes it tougher. And you know, God can handle all of our expectations and our, all the responsibility, all the burdens, all the, he tells us to put our burdens Uh on him. Like he actually commands us to do that. And yet we're trying to put him on a dude who (laughs) was never meant to bear them. Mm -mm. Like he could come alongside us and he can help us and encourage us and whatever, but he's not going to do it perfectly. And it's not fully his job. Yeah. He shouldn't have to. No. And so I think that yeah, this and it's gonna be crippling for the guy. Yeah, the more that you try to pile this on him, mm-hmm. even if it, you're not meaning to, even if you have good intentions, it's gonna be yeah, it's crippling. Too it's too much. And again, yeah, turn the tables. If he was doing this to you, yep, that's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's it's too much. And we were never meant to take that role. Yeah, so yeah. Remember who, who can and is supposed to be the one holding on to all yeah. of this, and who isn't. I think at the end of the day, that's right. Janine, to remember. There you go. And we can wrap it there, guys. Thank y'all so much for joining us for this very unconventional <laughs> and hopefully somehow weirdly encouraging yeah. episode. Um, and we will be back. Let me look at the schedule. <laughs> On Friday with a backstage yes. pass, our last one of the season, um, where one of our male listeners has sent in a question for us to answer from the female perspective, which is oh always boy. a fun time. So stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. <laughs> <laughs>